Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Forever. Dog. Welcome back, everybody. It's I think it's Thursday, Bevy. We did it. We did it. We made we it. Made it. Um, I'm here with uh, my guest this week. Um, just a true inspiration. I've just always have warmth surrounding her. She's wonderful. Um, has a brand new book out. It's a must read. Bevelations: Lessons from a Mother, Auntie, Bestie. Um, it came out this week. Go. Where should people go? Any Barnes and Noble, Amazon, independent yes, shops online? And all your independent shops online. Go to bookshop.com. Go to bevysmith.com for more information on my uh, personal appearances as well. Oh, bevysmith.com is a must visit URL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, follow Bevy on Twitter and on Instagram at bevysmith. Your Instagram is just, it's, dare I say, and I, this word is so heavy because it's just like kind of an annoying word, but I really mean it aspirational. You oh, have an really? aspirational Instagram? I think so. No. Pandemic has changed life for everybody, but like pre-pandemic Bevy, and of course I'm here with Bevy (laughs) Smith, pre-pandemic, there was not a night where Bevy Smith was not doing some shit that I was like, Bevy is the chicest, (laughs) most connected, you know, everybody, um, that, what a fun life you must live. Yes. Very, very fun. And, but the most fun 
is um, what you said as far as like, not the connected part of it, but connected as far as a real authentic connection with people. Yeah. So I have all of these different groups of folks that I have relationships with. And that's what makes my life really fun and really spicy. So I'm not just in a fashion set or just in a media set or just in the black set or just in the white gay set or I'm, I'm all of it. It's like a goulash up in here. So at any given moment I could be doing one night. I mean, you know, in one night I could literally be going to a glad awards event and then going to hang out with puffy at a concert and then going for late night dinner with like my girlfriends and acting like it's sex in the city, the sepia version. You know what I mean? So the part part four, which is right, eventually part, part HBO Max will pick up the rights to that. They will yeah. do that. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it's 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 so great. But that's also the way you're supposed to be living in New York City. Well, you know, New York is made for that kind of a lifestyle. And you know, it's so funny because you know, of course, we live here. It's incredibly expensive. And in my book, I actually have to tell people that me having a two bedroom, two um, bathroom apartment with outdoor space is like akin to having a McMansion in the Midwest. I'm it's shaking like my a, head. Mom, I made it. it. It's legitimately unheard of. I think we live close to each other. We're both uptown girls, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm an uptowner, B. Oh, I am, man. and not to brag, uh, I'm in a one bedroom. However, I do also have outdoor space, my staircase you can see leading up to it. Oh, nice. Which is really nice. And I, t- I feel the same way, even though I would kill for a second bedroom. Second bathroom, I do like having an optional duty bathroom. Like it's when so company. good. I yeah. never knew how much I need. I thought I was going to use that second bathroom just for the guests. I yeah. love choosing which one I'm going to use. Ugh. And sometimes even when I get up at night, I don't use the ensuite bathroom. I go to the other bathroom. You know what? Get your just money's to worth. Just spice it up. Yeah. If you had different scents, different towels, I could see you being in a different like visual mood. You right, want exactly. to like a, yeah, yeah, I get that actually completely. I had when I first moved uh, back to New York and I was on the View, and I thought that um, I was going to be rich forever. We can both right. pause to laugh at that. Um, right. I did rent a two bedroom, two bathroom because I was like, my joke is that I moved back in the coming to America limos. I was like so excited. I was like, <laughs> right, I exactly. did it, you know. <laughs> and then like you know what happened, but in the meantime, right. I, but I signed a two year lease because I'm also say it with me a dumb Jew. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'll sign it to your lease, which was a huge mistake. But right. I ended up just using that second bathroom to blow dry my hair. And I'm like, because I so much hair and so much of it falls out. And yeah. I was just like, this is when I say burning my money. And that second bedroom was my closet. I bought garment yeah. racks. Yeah. And that's where I kept everything. And it, it mm-hmm. just encouraged me to hoard is what that apartment right. did for it me. It did. It did kind yeah. of. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm trying hard not to. I just did a big, big, big purge. <gasps> and I gave a bunch of stuff to Housing Works, which I, I do a lot of work with Housing Love Works. Love Housing Works. You know, HIV AIDS is one of my causes that I really work hard on. And, and I've been working with Housing Works for about 15 years. Wow. Um, and so I gave them a bunch of stuff. So if you're in New York City and you're looking for some designer stuff and some really good books, go to Housing Works. On Columbus Avenue. They it's got all my stuff. 83rd Street, right? It's somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, you just inspired me because when I got back from uh, my, if you want to call it a trip, which it was, um, I walked in and I'm not a minimalist. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a, I know I'm not a hoarder because I love throwing stuff out. Like that makes yeah. me feel good. But I also love buying stuff. So it's a disease <laughs> and I'm mentally <laughs> ill. 
But I came back and I was like, I don't need any of this. Like I just walked into my apartment and was like, get rid of it. So I already have all my Ikea bags full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even consider housing works. I was going to go to another place like dress for success, but I'm, um, you just, Oh yeah. But dress for success. They're good, really too. good too. Yeah. 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 You just, uh, you just, just spread the me. love. Yeah. I love it's donating stuff. Makes yeah. you feel good. Yeah, um, it does. Going back to our New York life, forget mm-hmm. charity. No, I'm kidding. We love charity. <laughs> right. You know what? Forget charity, Bevy. Let's yeah. talk about us. Yeah. Why not? What, like, can you, and I'm sure your book is like, I know it's chock full of these like celebrity stories and these sort of, um, you know, regaling the reader with your fabulous life. Was there a night in your life where even for you, you just kind of looked around and you were like, how, I don't know um, what I did to be so lucky to be here. You know what I mean? But it really I gotta hit tell you. you, Michelle. Yeah, that was so long ago, girl. I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to say today up. during this podcast. No. I was like, thank you. Right, exactly. It is, it's, it is here. It's <laughs> yeah, being yeah. here. You can't remember? remember. Real talk. You know, when I was like, you know, I'm a New York City, as in, a, I grew up in Manhattan, mm. and I grew up in the 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 heady days of like hip hop golden age. And I also grew up, I've been working in fashion since I was 18 years old. Wow. And so, so many of those, oh my God moments happened to me so long ago. Um, You know, maybe like in my 20s or in my 30s. I mean, I think probably, I write about it in the book, when um, I went to Paris for the first time and it was for the collections. And I went to, it was a Vivian Westwood show, I believe, or maybe it was a Kenzo show, but it was one of the good shows. And I had like a seat in maybe like the third row. And Andre Leontali spotted me. And that we didn't know each other at all. But he saw an, another black face at this very elite fashion show. Wow. And he called me over and he asked me who I was and what I was doing there. And I told him. And then he said, sit right behind me. So then I moved to the second row, which <gasps> is very good. Second, the second row of a fashion show. People always talk about front, front row. And obviously, that's what you that's what you aspire to. And I yeah. did get there. But that second row moment was peace de resistance, darling. I was like, yes, uh, I've made it. I've arrived. I, By the way, I read uh, ALT's book, The Chiffon Trenches, which yeah. I loved. And uh, I would say when you're done reading Bevelations for people to buy that book. But yeah. I, you know, he's such a huge presence in the world of fashion. And I've heard stories, both good and bad about him. Mm-hmm. But I only choose to see the good ones because what he went through to um, have the career that he had and to put up with the women and men that he put up with, how they treated him, including Carl Mm -hmm. and Anna and everybody. You can't say a bad word about him to me. I won't hear it. So I love that he did that to you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was really lovely. Mm. And now, of course, we're friends. So it's like, oh, okay. Oh, well, tell tell him I plugged his book. Yeah, I will. (laughs) I'll tell him. (laughs) I really loved it. I was like, oh, it's great. You grew up in New York City. I always wonder, and did you, where did you grow up in, in Manhattan? In Harlem. In Harlem, of course. It's basically our neighborhood. So yeah. do you see now, because New York now, it's really hard for me to even approach this topic just because, you know, I've been here 20 years, which I can't compare, obviously. Yeah. But No, but 20 years, it's, you're a New Yorker. Yeah, I feel you're it in my bones 100%. Yeah, and I, I see like in the past year or so changes it changes every year for good or bad right it yeah you know you have the years where all the banks are opening all the Dwayne reeds and obviously now because of the pandemic so much is closing what's your current energy on new york city because i'll be honest i'm a little disillusioned with it at the moment i'm i'm a bit i don't want to say over it because i never want to leave but yeah 
I'm just a little burnt out, I think, is what how I feel at the moment. Well, that's how I felt in April, right after my dad passed away. And then I said to my mom, we're moving to Atlanta because I can still do all of this work, media work in Atlanta, mm. and we would have space. Because being cooped up in your house at the beginning of the pandemic was like Hell. a nightmare. You wanted one, you wanted like grass, you wanted fresh air, you wanted all of those things. And I was like, mom, we're moving. And my mom was like, I don't know about that. I said, sweetie, you have no <laughs> options. I'm the only one that wants to take you. So you're coming with me. And so she I convinced her. And then, of course, once I got over the shock of everything that had happened, then I mellowed out. And my mom was still telling people we were moving to Atlanta. And I had to tell her, we're not moving, girl. We're not moving to Atlanta. We're going to be right here. And so that brings me to the point of, I love New York. Um, I was really very disillusioned by it, like you said. Um, And then... I, I Well, one, I think I was offended because people were like saying, oh, it's over for New York and we're leaving and droves of people moving out. And then I was like, but now I don't want you here. If you don't want to be here in New York, yeah. I don't want you here. We don't need you. And so then I got very fierce and territorial about my, <laughs> yeah. my you know, my patch of land and, you know, my Manhattan and such. So I'm back on that, that, that train. I love it again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, a couple of nights ago. I went to Pastis for dinner. <gasps> Rihanna was and just it, there. Did you see her? That were you there the I night? Did Rihanna not see there? Rihanna oh, there. Mm-hmm. Come on, I didn't see her there. But it's very hard to get a reservation. I will say that. Can I say um, something so unflattering towards Pastis? Or do you, uh, what? What they do to you? Well, no, nothing personally, other than um, oh. bad food. Because I'm about. I love a Balthazar moment, even though I know it's like a tourist trap. Blah blah blah. Like right. I'll sit at the bar. I'll have ten martinis. People watch. You'll <laughs> right. you won't find a happier girl in the city. I love it. Uh, old pistis obviously loved yeah. not not a huge fan of the new one i've not had a single good meal there weirdly really i know and i don't know what i had I, the booyah base it was so good oh i'm not a booyah base girl so that oh, might be the well, problem what happened to you why don't you like fish in a tomato sauce I, i'm not a big soup person <laughs> and i don't love oh. a shell i don't love um people think it's because I'm, I'm jewish eating I'm, soup now you love a soup, and that is why I Bevy love is here. Soup. One of the many bevelations on this podcast, Bevy is pro <laughs> soup. <laughs> pro, very pro soup. I love soup. Soup to me is a super food because you're Funny on pun. the go. You can slurp it down. It fills you up. It's low in calories. It's perfect. See, now you're making me rethink my stance on soup. I just find, like, I don't love a lentil. I hate peas. Yeah. Um, I don't like black beans. So any of those, any legume, <laughs> yeah. I hate that. But, but I'm eating a soup right now with not one legume in it. <laughs> yeah, but I did see something else I don't love. Carrots. Mm, don't live for a carrot, and I don't love a, a, a noodle. I don't love a noodle in a soup. Okay, I don't know what's going on with you. I can't do this with you. And first of all... How are you a nice Jewish girl and you don't like a chicken noodle soup? First no, I'm not. I'm not a good Jew at all. I'm a horrible. I would rather eat like a slab of bacon. I, you know, it has nothing to do. My religion is meaningless to me. It's just what do I enjoy tasting? You know, and it's right. just not. It's just not for me. A noodle. So I don't do you not eat noodle. macaroni and cheese? Did I do what? Do you not eat macaroni and cheese? I'm so happy you asked, Bevy, because I <laughs> I'm have. I'm so happy you asked. <laughs> Out of your mind. Out of your mind. I don't love a mac and cheese. I love pasta, but I have a thing with mac and cheese where I feel like if I'm going to eat a block of cheese, I want it like almost quote unquote on the bone, meaning like in the brick. I don't want it melted. I find sometimes mac and cheese to just be creamy, 
but with no tang. It has to be flavored right. It has to have a crusty top. Um, Mm -hmm. It is such a rare day where I have a mac and cheese that really has an impact on me that I've decided (laughs) to shun it. Now, I'm doing keto now. Uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, done keto. Yeah, no. Um, I'm doing something called dirty keto, which I only learned that recently. I know. (laughs) What's dirty keto? So... The idea on both clean and dirty keto is you have no sugar, no carbs. Right. If you're a skinny person doing clean keto, you do salad, protein, veggies, blah, blah, blah. If you do dirty keto like me, I'm circling mm-hmm. my face with my finger. You do like five guys with a lettuce wrap. You do okay. Indian food, no rice, which I'm sure is full of carbs. Um, you basically eat like the plane is going down. You eat like you have a week left to live, but just cut out any bread or rice or sugar. Okay. And I that think it, good. I think it works. The okay. problem is, is that if it doesn't work, you balloon. Like if you fuck it up even a little bit, it's oh, over. Wow. That sounds like a lot. Back to your book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? It's like quiet. I'm like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, how is your, can I ask about your romantic life? Because I, I've, we've also been out in the town together. We have a few mutual friends actually. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, you are such a bombshell be that I'm wondering what, what's your life like? Like what, tell me everything. Well, it's hard trying to um, procure COVID dick. I will say that. It's nearly Um, impossible. But I am still fighting a good fight. No, I don't even want any COVID dick, but I am in, I am in hot pursuit of a relationship. Yes. And so I even am working with a fabulous love coach. Ooh, go on. And um, so I went on, a, I've gone on a couple of dates during COVID. And the one person I went on a couple of dates with, like maybe four or five times. Yeah. And this was no spark. And my, my dating coach said, okay, this time is going to be the last one unless there's a spark. He said, look mm-hmm. into his eyes, touch his shoulder, touch his arm, touch his hand, flirt with him. See if you can get any kind of zhuzh going. Yeah. I had no zhuzh with the gym. Zero zhuzh. May but I we had a five-hour date. You know, it's interesting how that works because I, uh, back in the fall and summer, went on a couple of COVID first dates, which were all via mm-hmm. apps. And okay. um, How's that work my, for you? Because they must recognize you. Uh, well, first of all, that's hilarious that you think any straight man knows me. So thank you. Um, no. They, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the one thing, the one blessing of my career is literally nobody knows who the hell I am on the right. dating apps. You know, yeah. what was I on? I was on like hinge for a heart, a hot second, mm-hmm. which yeah. but I, I went I'm on a, a couple dates. Yeah. They were very disheartening. And one of them was with a guy who was literally physically not my type at all. He was much smaller than I was, but he had such a nice personality. And I remember thinking not much. He lied about his height. First of all, I didn't like agree to go out with a guy who was five, eight, but that just, it right. happened. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm here, whatever. And then he, we had so much in common. He was so nice to chat with. And I thought, you know what, Mish, like, maybe this is how it happens. You know, you just like meet this person. And then physically there was just literally nothing there. It was, it couldn't, oh, wow. you couldn't bridge the mental connection to the physical connection. And I, yeah. it's like, sometimes if it's just not there, it's just not yeah. there. And that's it's just not there. It, and we it, have to just be like, yeah. Got no when to hold them, not got no when to fold them. I think when to walk away, when to run. Advice that has been given to me and has proven successful, and I'm passing it along to you because I know it would for you as well, is I think once the pandemic passes, you have to get international dick. 
She's looking I'm at me. On, I'm always on the on the prowl for international cock. That's what you need. Um, I am always on the prowl for that. Because okay. you know what your thing is, Bevy? Much like me. Meanwhile, I'm like, Bevy, she signs out. I'm like, hey, Bevy, like, is she there? <laughs> no, I'm like, much, I'm like still on international cock. Mode. You Go have on. to summon it, sage your apartment, open all the windows, and then summon that international dick. And I'm telling you, it will come to you. You are gorgeous. Is that where you? Is that why you went to London? No. Oh. Went to London for work. Now, was that oh. a byproduct of London? You didn't hear it from me. But what okay. I will say, was it a byproduct of being there? You didn't hear it from me. But do you notice right. the glow? I mean, it's no coincidence. Okay. <laughs> you are glamorous. You're intelligent. You're hilarious. You're successful. Um, stunning. You have it all, genuinely. And I think that, for me, I'm saying, as someone who I think doesn't have it all but has a lot... Uh, mm, American men yeah, are overwhelmed by that. I don't think a lot of them know how to process it. I think, especially if you're funny and you're very funny, they, I've talked about this at length on basically every single episode I get into it, but <laughs> they just don't know, I think, how to handle it. And I think that men who grew up in different cultures are raised differently to worship women like yourself. Yes. So that's yes. my opinion. Yeah. I, well, that's the reason why I used to date um, Jewish men. Because they come from a matriarchal society, and so they would, and they come from strong women, um, and so I thought that they would be like that. You haven't found that to be the case with your Jewish. I brethren? almost never date Jewish men. Oh well, then see, almost. That's your, why don't you go and date some Jewish men? Because they like women. They love strong women. Um, you want to know the truth? <laughs> yeah, uh, just not for me. It's just not for me. I don't know what? how else to put it. They're just not for me. The look is not my look. I'm fucked up. I don't think you know this. Like, I'm damaged. I don't love the Jewish man look. It's nothing. Listen, I'm a big Jew. What do you mean you know? don't love the Jewish man look? Well, they're What's really the small. Like, they're tiny, usually. So the tall Sometimes. ones are very full of themselves. You find a Jewish guy over six feet. I don't want to get near this man. The, the okay. cockiness levels of a tall Jew, because genuinely, there's like seven of them. And they right. just... I'm not into that at all. It's just the vibe is not right for me. Not all the of them. The vibe doesn't work. It just doesn't work, you know? But okay. I'm happy for you. I could see you ending up with a lovely Jewish man, and they don't really me cheat. Too. They're very loyal, the Jews. I could see myself ending up with a nice Jew- Jewish Have you ever been to Israel? Because you would shit no, if you I've went to Israel. No, I've never been to Israel. <laughs> no, never Bevy? Been. You, okay, listen. This is a well, show we're going to pitch. the beaches? Right. The, the beaches, but you want to talk about hot Jewish men? Don't right. talk to me about some Upper East Side, you know, whatever. Beeline to the Tel Aviv beach. You'll be like, how how are they genetically related? How are the men at Zabar's related to these army uh, generals? It doesn't. I can't bridge it. It Cannot compute. You'll you'll shit. Okay. Okay. That's the next thing is Bevy is going to Israel. All right. I'm excited. I'm going to take you there. Right. Um, Bevy, your friendship with Andy Cohen. I'm jealous of it. Uh, Genuinely. Um, the Bravo connection, you just, you can't beat a connection like that. Having a tie to Bravo is as good as gold. I think. Have you not found that to be true? Um, (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm dying laughing. I took a sip of soda and I'm like dying laughing. Go on. Child. Listen, I'm so, okay. This is going to come off sounding really kind of either like, too spiritual or it's going to come off sounding really like a braggadocious moment. Not at all. But I have so many great corporate relationships. It's just another one of them for me. I like to have a lot of access, a lot of places. I have a lot of people I can call and pick up the phone and get things done. And 
I think that's completely fair. The byproduct of the work that I've been doing for, you know, I've been in the workforce since I was 18 years old. I'm 54 now. And I've never, you know, not been in a glamour industry. So I I got fortunate in meeting really great people. But I've always had amazing, amazing folks. So by the time I got to Andrew, I already run through four incredible mentors who had like helped me ascend to my career in fashion advertising. So when I get to Andy, it's so funny because I was on his radio show a couple of days ago and I, um, he said, you know, you turned down the Tim Gunn show. What gave you the balls to do that? And I was like, because I'd already been successful and I knew a good business deal when I saw one. I also knew a shitty business deal when I saw one and the deal wasn't great. And he's like, but you were unknown. I was like, yeah, unknown to you guys, but I knew who the fuck I was. So, I mean, there you have that. Oh my God. I need, can I just please hire you to mentor me? I'm not joking. Please. Yeah, I, all you have to do is buy the book. It's all in there. That's why it's called Lessons from a Mother Auntie Bestie. Bevelation. I'm telling you all of this kind of stuff because really, honestly, you have to know who you are. These people will try and run you run roughshod over you. I'm not talking about Andrew. I'm just talking no, about the, 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 the business world. And also in life in general, mm. I cannot tell you how many people have told me, tried to tell me who I am. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't get to define who I am. I define who I am and I'm going to tell you who I am. And then, and you know, you can, you can get with the program, darling. But, you know, as women, we have to learn to assert ourselves in that way. And we cannot allow anyone to put us in these little boxes that they like to. That's like, right. oh, well, you're... You're tall and Jewish and blah, blah, blah. So you should only date Jewish guys and, and you're curvy and black. And, and so you should only do reality TV or you, you no, no, no. I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. And you're going to tell us who you're about to date. We're not going to allow people to voice their opinions on us. That's right. And then run our lives. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I do. I am so on board with every word you just said. And I do think that that energy that you're giving me right now comes from just experience of, and I'm saying this for myself of having gotten fucked over so many times that you sort of realize I'm again, this is from my experience and I'm speaking specifically within the entertainment industry. Yeah. When you have been run over, like you said a number of times, whether it be financially or uh, even creatively, you know, where I've just, I've worked on so many things where do you understand? I've had so many jobs I say so many, like three, but still where yeah. they'll be like, don't be funny. Like, can you just not be funny? And I'm like, listen, if you don't want someone funny, there's literally don't a million hire. people right. who can do this. Like I, you're not here, you know, I mean, not putting myself down, but I'm not like a model. Like, I mean, you're bringing me here to be right. funny and it's impossible. And that's why I secretly think that a lot of the things I do don't really take off in the way they should because they're not letting me be myself. And I think the viewer can even feel that. And it's like the tension then with production and my energy and blah, blah, blah backfires. The question that I have for you is how do you, let's say for someone like myself and for someone like you, whose big personality, we're authentic, blah, blah, blah. How do you convince, let's say these producers who are so used to seeing the same thing over and over again, how do you then convince someone to take a chance and say, no, this is the right person. Is it that you carve, you make your own show? I'm guessing. I'm just trying to think like how, what have you found in your experience? I've just found that I don't, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. Mm, I love that. I'm going into these spaces child. And I'm like, 
getting to know you, getting to know all about you, and you're going to do the same with me. Beautiful voice. But I'm not auditioning. <laughs> oh my God, Bevy. <laughs> go on. I'm not auditioning for these people. Right. We're gonna, I'm going to come and have a meeting with you, and we're going to talk, mm. and we're going to have a nice chat, and I'm going to tell you my origin story so that you don't put me in a box. What you're not going to do is pigeonhole me as just a fashion girl, or you're not going to pigeonhole me as your... Your your black lady that's uh, uh, boisterous and uh, and from the hood. You're not gonna. I'm not doing any of those moments with you. I'm gonna tell you who I am in totality, and then you're gonna. If you're smart, you'll be like, oh, more than meets the eye, and then you get with the program, and then you cast me correctly. Yeah. If you don't, if if you don't see it, if you think, oh well, this is not even what we wanted. We just wanted her to come in here and just talk about fashion, or we just wanted her to come in here. And be like, you know, the flippant black lady. Well, if that's all you wanted, then I'm probably not your gal. And that's fine, too. Mm. Um, but it is about having a real talk for anyone that's in a creative space. We have to have multiple revenue streams. Mm. You know what I mean? Because in the book I talk about when Page Six TV got canceled, I didn't even call my agent about getting another job on TV because I needed a break. Because I had to recalibrate and figure out how I wanted to do TV next. Because that was such a bad experience that I wanted to figure out what I wanted my new experience to be. But because I had multiple revenue streams, even though that was a nice paycheck, I was able to stop down and just not have to run out and try to get a new TV show. And um, so, yeah. Totally. It's incredible advice. I mean, you're, it's funny because it's just saying to someone, by the way, have multiple revenue streams. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's hard sometimes to, in what we do, like guarantee. I mean, the radio thing that we do is an amazingly lucky job. I think, um, obviously wrote a book. I mean, you can write and do things, but it, the hustle that it takes to create these streams, it's never ending. No, but I don't, I don't think, think so. it, it's a hustle. I, not for someone like you. Have you tapped into your public speaking engagements? I wish I could. I don't even know. I have agents, I think. Well, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're so useless, right? Yeah. Um, now I'm looking at you. The, for you the know listener, I mean? we're looking at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, chill. Um, but, you know, for me, I make really a great living doing public speaking, which okay. is how even I was still? able to say. Even post-pandemic? Oh, my God, it's back, baby. You're kidding me. All right. This is interesting. I'm, gonna give you, I'm and, giving and you 10%. They're not getting a penny. Yeah, exactly. Just so you know. Don't give them a penny. No. They're, and it's five-figure jobs. Wow. For someone like you, like Women's Month that's coming up. It's March. <gasps> Bevy. You should be out there on the road, honey. Oh, my God. All right. This See? is it. This is it. Okay. Bev. I mean, you have a really big presence. Mm. You have a really strong, solid. Like when you, when the email came through about being on your show, I sent it to my publicist. I was like, "This is a really good show. Oh, you have to so get sweet. me on here." Oh my gosh! No, but it's true. Thank you. And you and because you have such your your listeners really connect with you and they really believe you and you really are friends. You are their bestie, mm. and so that can translate into you doing speaking engagements. You should Let's, be doing. We this should for pitch all a those, show together. I'm just going to put that idea out there. We should. I'm serious. As, no, we're, as right. we're talking, I'm like. This is the energy that people need. Like just really right. Unapologetic women who are themselves, who are as funny, glamorous, blah, 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 as they want to be. And yeah. um, they don't care what the fuck anyone thinks. That's it. Actually, it's a really good idea. I like it. Okay. Well, let's take it somewhere. Like your name is Michelle. So you have to go last. So it's B and M. Okay. Uh, that's fine. 
I'm happy to go. <laughs> Did you see how slow that's, that that's okay. No, that's totally fine. You don't yeah. even have to put but my name I'm in the like, title. I'll be the Ed to your Johnny. No, I'll be the not. Ed to your Johnny. No, no, no. <laughs> we have the equal thing. It's just that my name goes first because I'm the B and you're the M. I'm it's happy to go. I'm honored to follow your name. There is no question about it. Um, wait, I love that idea. That's exciting. If okay, any producers are listening, this is now turning into a pitch. I'm actually a producer. I actually have a production deal um, somewhere. Well, I'll tell you later. So no it's more. actually, we should talk. Uh, I'm very excited about um, everything that's happening. <laughs> Can I just say that? Yeah, this book, Bevelations, um, if buy it either for yourself or genuinely... I, it's amazing. I think that the um, world of reading has really, because of lockdown, everybody I know is like so into books now. It's really taken yeah. off. Like it's kind of amazing because we have nothing else to do. And I yeah. just think this is such a great gift for not only yourself, but for any young woman who you have in your life, even yes. your mom, just anybody who needs a bit of inspiration from yeah. someone who has genuinely been, I know Bevy that you have just been through so much good and bad. And just, uh, just by way of my own experience in the industry, I can only imagine yours has to be 10 times more amazing and harrowing. And you know what I mean by that? Just a, yeah. a lot of different energies on that. So by yeah. Bevelations, um, by Bevy Smith, lessons from a mother, auntie, bestie, what would I call you? I don't want to call you auntie. I want to call you my bestie. Bestie. Okay, good. You've been to the bestie category. Oh, thank God for that. Bevy, can I just say thank you so much for doing the podcast? No, thank you so much. I love you so much. It was I so love and fun. miss you. Thank you You're for spending best. an hour with us, by the way. And by Bevelations, follow Bevy at Bevy Smith. Um, please bring me up to your therapist. Let me know what he or she says. Okay. okay. Tell me everything. <laughs> I will. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. Everyone go by Bevelations. Lessons from a mother, auntie, bestie. Bye, Bev. All right, guys. Bye, Thanks baby. for joining us. Bye. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.